today we celebrate the efforts of the groups of people who have worked tirelessly over the years to continue to make Edinburgh a fair trade city. And special thanks have to go to the Edinburgh Fair Trade City Group that keeps the issue in the public eye every day of the, the year. That voice you heard introducing this whole festival was that of the Lord Prophet Frank Ross. Mr Ross, how important is it for Edinburgh to be a fair trade town city? It's incredibly important for Edinburgh as a city uh, to be involved in fair trade on several different levels. First of all, those who are at the very start of the production process, the ethical side of ensuring that people get paid a, a fair amount for whatever work that they do, and that that amount of payment is enough for them to be sustainable in their own economy and their own society, own community, is absolutely key and that they can invest and and develop themselves going forward. But it's also important in these areas to ensure that the, uh, the working standards are important. We set standards for ourselves. We shouldn't accept the fact that we can have the luxury of high health and safety standards, for instance, on the back of other people not having that same protection. You also, on a sustainability level with fair trade, to see that the vast majority of the products and, and foodstuffs are produced on a sustainable basis. And sustainability is an area which is you know, it's come into focus a lot more. People have talked about it, but it's important that we actually enact it. But from an Edinburgh perspective as well, it's not just Edinburgh as a city, as a fair trade city. The vast majority of the towns, the nine towns that make up Edinburgh, are also fair trade. So it has an impact at a local community level here as well. With me now is Martin Rhodes from the Scottish Fair Trade Forum, is that correct? Yes. That's correct. Martin, how seriously do you think Scotland takes fair trade? I mean, we've got Edinburgh as a fair trade town, you've got Edinburgh University as a fair trade university and so forth. It, how important is it to Scotland? We have fair trade cities and towns and local areas and islands and so on throughout Scotland. You mentioned the university, we have a number of fair trade universities and colleges. We have lots of different fair trade schools so we see all different sections of society in terms of businesses organizations local groups all showing their support for fair trade in lots of different ways and the organizations that are supported as a result of fair trade it's really important for them presumably to know that uh, organizations in scotland are doing this one of the key elements of fair trade is about that transparency in supply chains. That is, consumers and producers being linked together and understanding, as consumers, where products come from and understanding what's involved in producing the goods that we buy and use all the time. Now, standing alongside this is Amable Nshimye. Is that correct? I'm from Rwanda. You're a coffee producer, is that right? We are, we are a coffee, coffee producer. So how important is free trade to the coffee production in Rwanda. We get the affected premium. The buyers, they pay extra amount as premium. This amount will be invested in different social projects. We, we use the, 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 the premium also to, to develop the community. For example, for last year, we have tried to, to supply the clean water to, to, the, to the community. And we bring also the, our, our medical center. And then we buy some medical materials. I didn't realise until this morning that only 1% of the chocolate bars sold in the UK are actually made in a country where cacao beans are grown. Well, I'm standing at a store named Pacari, and the representative from that is... Juan Andres Santelices. I'm from Chile, but I have been living now in the UK 19 years. We represent this brand for the last four and a half years. 
This brand is an Ecuadorian brand. It's one of the few chocolates in the market that is produced unpacked in the cacao growing country. Sadly, at this time of the 21st century, we're still trading quite post-colonial way, where we bring the raw materials from the poorer nations or nations uh, in developing nations, and we add all the value here. The important thing, though, is if you can produce the chocolate bars in Ecuador or other producing countries, that has a knock-on effect all the way down, which allows the country as a whole to prosper. Absolutely, and that's where the fair trade movement should also go further and further. We should promote that these products are produced in the, in the country of origin because, as you rightly say, it's not only the, the benefits of some part of the supply chain, it's all the supply chain who benefits here. So what I'm saying here is not only farmers get better paid, but let's say the daughter or the son of a farmer doesn't want to be a farmer but is a food engineer. If we do the chocolates in Switzerland or in the UK, that person will have to find a job in those countries where if you have the factories there, you create job opportunities in the chocolate factory. But not only that, you have to have people who produce the packaging, who design. So the whole range of jobs and creation is there in the country of origin. Around 50% of the wealth of a chocolate made in a cacao-growing country will stay in that country. If we only export the beans in an ethical way, around 6% of the wealth stays in that country. So Ghana, Ivory Coast, Ecuador, Colombia, Peru, they would be much greater in reducing the gap between rich and poor nations by doing the chocolates and other products in their own country. Well, I'm joined by Morag Baird from the Just World shop here in Portobello. Morag, just describe the shop that you have. We have lots of crafts from all different sources, and we also do ecological stuff like e-cover, and a lot of people come in for refills because they don't want to use plastic bottles. So, in general, it's food, crafts, ecological stuff, and it's mainly local people, but what we do is a lot of churches and schools take stalls from us and we pack up two or three bags. They take the the goods away, sell them for us and bring the money back. I don't think the shop could survive on its own if it wasn't that we had all that outlet for the goods going out. So where do you source them? Tradecraft is our main food source, but we buy goods from Namaste, Shared Earth, We have a chap who goes direct to Mexico and brings us jewellery. It all has to be fairly traded. But the girl that does the buying now, she goes online and she's found quite a lot of fair trade sources for us, which means we have a a bigger variety of crafts now. Finally, I'm joined by one of our local councillors, Maureen Child. Maureen, how important is it for local businesses, local restaurants, cafes here in Portobello to pick up the lesson from this festival? I think it's very important. It started with coffee and tea, but there's fair trade cotton, there's fair trade goes right across the board now. Schools are involved. Fair trade in, in, Including Porty High? I believe so, yes. I think we've got about 53 schools involved. So it's a question of get them young and then they'll take the message forward as yeah. they grow older. People are very enthusiastic when they're young and they nag their parents to get fair traded stuff and they look on the shelves for fairly traded stuff. Maureen Child, thank you very much. And that is the message that really has to go out to everyone within Portobello, traders and otherwise. Thank you.